Hello everybody and welcome to Jags Across the Pond official podcast, Bengals Review. I'm Jamie and I will be reviewing the Cincinnati Bengals game from Thursday Night Football last week where we unfortunately lost 24-21, which makes it the 19th consecutive loss. Firstly, we will look at the top line stats from the game and then I'll break down a few of the plays and then I'll summarise at the end my thoughts before leading into the Tennessee Titans game coming up this Sunday. So firstly, let's start with the Jaguars offence. Trevor Lawrence had 17 completions from 24 attempts and throwing for a total of 204 yards. James Robinson led the rushing yards on the day with 18 carries for 78 yards and also a touchdown. Then Trevor Lawrence was the second leading yard maker on the day with eight carries for 36 yards and also scoring a rushing touchdown himself. And then receiving, we had LaVisca Chenault with six receptions from seven targets for a total of 99 yards and one long of 52, which was Trevor Lawrence's longest throw in the NFL so far. Then we had Arnold with two receptions out of two targets for a total of 29 yards and Jamal Agnew with one reception for 27 yards from one target also. Marvin Jones was quite quiet on the day but he did have three receptions for a total of 24 yards. Then when looking at the Bengals offense they had Joe Burrow throwing 25 completions out of 32 attempts for a total of 348 yards and also throwing for two touchdowns. Joe Mixon was their leading rusher, 16 carries for a total of 67 yards with one touchdown. And then Tyler Boyd receiving yards, nine completions out of 11 targets for a total of 118 yards. The Jaguars defense had Rayshon Jenkins, Tyson Campbell and Miles Jack with a total of eight tackles each and Andrew Wingard with seven. Tyson Campbell with one tackle for loss and Goatsis with the only sack of the game, which obviously also resulted in a tackle for loss also. Then the Bengals had Wilson with a 10 total tackles on the day with a sack also as well, the only sack of the day for the Bengals. Then finally, our new kicker, Matthew Wright, had three extra point attempts and he converted all three on the day. There was no field goal attempts. So now we are going to break down the plays from the game. Obviously, as we all know, the Jaguars did finish losing 24-21 on the day. However, it started off very well, which I'll break down for you now. On the first play, the Jaguars took shaved off four minutes off the clock. However, it resulted in a punt away. On the very first drive, it did result in a serious injury for DJ Chark. He was blocking for James Robinson. Um, and then unfortunately, James Robinson fell on DJ Chark, which has resulted in DJ having a ankle injury, which there is no definite date of how long he's out, but it looks like he's going to be out for the season. So on the very first drive, we lose our wide receiver number one, which seems quite scary at the time. And it seems like it's going to be a worry on the day. 
The Bengals then came out for their first drive and took over five minutes off the clock. However, they missed the field goal attempt. The Jaguars then came out for their second drive of the day and it took a total of eight plays, 67 yards, three minutes, 53 seconds before they scored their touchdown. There was a couple of really good plays on the drive. Um, It was James Robinson that came in with the six-yard run. However, there was a couple of good passes, um, one to um, Arnold, who we only signed last week, and then a couple of really, really good runs also from James Robinson that led us marched up the field, total of 67 yards, and the Jaguars go 7-0 up. The Bengals came out for their second drive and went three and out. The Jaguars had the ball at the start of the second quarter, leading 7-0. However, they couldn't capitalise furthermore and ended up punting the ball away. The Bengals come out for their first drive of the second quarter and also had to punt away, also going three and out. Then on the very next drive, the Jaguars score another touchdown. A total of 12 plays, 80 yards and taking seven minutes off the clock. This drive was another promising performance from the Jaguars, um, starting off with an Arnold pass for 12 yards and then a few good runs from James Robinson, having a total of about 25, 30 yards on this drive. A pass to Marvin Jones for 10 yards as well, um, which kind of helped us lead us at the field. The, the bad thing from this drive was AJ Can also went out injured for the remainder of the game, which also wasn't very good for us and could see him missing a few weeks as he has now hit the IR list, which sees him out for a minimum of three games. So the Jaguars scored with four and a half minutes left of the half and Matt Wright, the kicker, successful with the XP. The Jaguars are now 14-0 up. The Bengals come out and go free and out yet again and the offence really struggling to find a way of moving forward. Our defence are playing really well at this point and not allowing the Bengals to use their quick, fast offence to break us down. So the Jaguars have the ball again, 14-0 up with 2 minutes and 23 seconds left of the quarter. The very first play, the Jaguars throw deep right to LaVisca Chenault for a total of 52 yards, which is Trevor Lawrence's longest throw in the NFL so far. That took us into the two-minute warning. The Jaguars are now on the Cincinnati Bengals' 10-yard line. Our first play, we have a short run to Ogunbowale for a total of two yards. Then on the second down, Trevor Lawrence passes incomplete. On third and goal on the eight, Trevor Lawrence passes short left to LaVisca Chenault for seven yards, one yard away from scoring another touchdown. And then the Jaguars have the ball with a tough decision to make on fourth and goal on the Cincinnati one. And the decision we make now is probably the turning point of the game for us. So on fourth and goal on the one yard line with 59 seconds left to play, the Jaguars elected to go for it. We lined up in shotgun and Trevor Lawrence tried to punch it in himself. He did have the option to pass a toss play to James Robinson. However, he wanted to rush it in himself 
and unfortunately he was stopped on the line and the Jaguars lose the downs. Personally, I thought the decision to go for it was a good decision to make for a team that are obviously struggling to find a win. To go at three scores going into the half would have been a a great achievement for us and lead us strong going into the second half. We could have obviously elected to go for the field goal. However, obviously we wanted to punch it in because we was less than a yard away from scoring the touchdown. I think the decision to line Trevor Lawrence up in shotgun on the one yard line was a baffling one again for me. Um, with such a tall, big quarterback, we could have easily done a sneak if the plan was to allow Lawrence to go in for the touchdown. So I think again, one bad play call there. Not the decision to not the decision to actually go for it. I think that was a good decision to make. However, to line up in shotgun and to potentially run it in yourself was a bad decision in my opinion. Running parallel to the line of scrimmage instead of just trying to punch it in. Many teams out there will score 100% of the time on the one-yard line and it just seems again the Jaguars are failing to score in these sort of scenarios. We did give Bengals the ball back obviously with just under a minute left on the clock and the Jaguars defence were putting on the heat and applying pressure to them. The Bengals did have one run but for no gain whatsoever on the play. The Bengals were trying absolutely everything to try and make the Jaguars defence go offside and concede a penalty. However, the defence really held their own and was very good at not jumping and not allowing the Bengals off their line. At this point, the Bengals were looking really, really shaky and the half couldn't come quick enough for them. That did obviously conclude the half and the Jaguars went in leading 14-0 at half time. So to start the second half, the Jaguars leading 14-0. The Bengals have the ball as they deferred in the first half and allowed Jaguars to go first. The Bengals scored very, very quickly. Four plays in total, 69 yards, 1 minute 48 seconds taken off the clock and have brought themselves right back into it. Jaguars still leading 14-7. However, a couple of very big plays for the Bengals and for Joe Burrows at the start of the second half. The Jaguars then got the ball back and unfortunately went free and out and had to punt the ball away. The Bengals came out for their second drive of the second half and they scored another touchdown. 12 total plays, 86 yards, shaving another 6 minutes and 29 seconds off the clock. The Jaguars are now 14-14 with the Bengals. During that drive, there were another couple of quick plays, mainly aiming for our rookie cornerback Tyson Campbell, which obviously he allowed a few yards on that drive. The Jaguars actually reacted very, very well and scoring themselves a touchdown themselves. Jaguars obviously leading 21-14 with this touchdown on this next play. They had a total of 11 plays for 77 yards, shaving off 5 minutes and 43 seconds on the clock. During this drive, we had a fantastic pass from Trevor Lawrence through to Agnew, who had a lovely toe tap in the top left corner of the field. 
the Jaguars were then able to run and pass their way all the way up to allow James Robinson to go in for a four-yard run. That was at the very start of the fourth quarter. So the score is now 21-14 to the Jaguars with less than 15 minutes to play. So with 14 and a half minutes left to play of the game, the Jaguars lead 21-14. The Bengals came out on their next drive and score another touchdown. 10 total plays, 75 yards, 5 minutes, 28 seconds, grinded down on the clock. The Jaguars get the ball back with nine minutes left on the clock. The score is 21-21 and ideally when we needed a score, we unfortunately go out with a punt. This then gave the Bengals the ball back with five and a half minutes left on the clock, score being 21-21. At this point, the Jaguars defence have had kind of like a tale of two halves. The first half, the Jaguars defence were very good indeed and we stopped the Bengals from scoring whatsoever in the first half. But then in the second half, the Bengals have scored on every single drive so far. So with five minutes left on the clock, we probably wanted the Bengals to probably rush in as quick as possible to then allow us an opportunity to have another go and try and score another one ourselves. However, that was not the case. On with three and a half minutes left, the Bengals were on third and one and the Jaguars sacked Joe Burrow. However, there was a penalty on the play. Trey Herndon with defensive holding, which resulted in a five-yard penalty and an automatic first down. That was where the game was probably lost as we just sacked Joe Burrow. The ball was going to be punted away. Jaguars were going to get the ball back with four minutes left on the clock and we could have marched ourselves down the field like we've done all game. However, the Bengals got the ball and they got themselves in the two-minute warning, got themselves within field goal range and then they continued to grind down the clock with a couple of passes and a couple of run plays, utilising their tight end very well, who gained them 25 yards with just over a minute to spare. And then the Jaguars ended up losing 24-21 as the Bengals rookie kicker scored a 35-yard field goal, which took it to the end of the game and the Jaguars didn't even get an opportunity to run it back for a score. So the final score ended 24-21 to the Bengals. Jaguars scoring 14 unanswered points in the first half, but then the Bengals scoring 24 points in the second half, which resulted in them taking the win. A horrible way to go out and lose a Thursday night football primetime game on the last kick of the game, especially as we dominated for many plays during the day as well. We had a third down efficiency of 50%, so 6 and six of 12, and the Bengals were 5 of 9. And we had one of two fourth down efficiency as well, so another 50%. We had a total of eight drives on the day, and the Bengals had nine, which that ninth one was their winning one, which is a bit of a wounder. And total possession time, the Jaguars had the ball for 28 minutes, 45 seconds, which is a lot more time than what we'd had in the previous couple of weeks. 
the Jaguars were very well disciplined actually this week, except for obviously the last drive of the game, which obviously probably was the most important penalty and the biggest game changer of the day. We actually only conceded two penalties for a total of 10 yards on the day and the Bengals conceded six for 38. So a fairly a fairly good game penalty-wise for, for both teams and probably go away happy with that. The Jaguars scored three out of four of their red zone attempts and the Bengals scored one out of two of their red zone attempts at all. This game was the most watched Thursday night football game since 2018. So that's very good indeed that people obviously wanted to tune in and watch Trevor Lawrence. We'll see in weeks to come whether that means we will get another game on Sky Sports. So for me, the overall conclusion from that game is the Jaguars played a lot better. Um, Our offence, I think, were brilliant, but I think it was led quite a bit by Trevor Lawrence and his athleticism on the day as well. He ran a lot and he extended plays a lot more this week, which is what we've we've had to get make use with with other quarterbacks over the past few seasons. So Minshew and Bortles, a lot of scrambling themselves, but it didn't necessarily feel like scrambling from Trevor Lawrence. It actually felt like it was plays where he could have obviously obviously passed um, or handed off to James Robinson, but he elected to keep hold of the ball. Whereas obviously in previous years, obviously with we've kind of examined out the pocket and then realised there's nothing going for us, so we decided to run. These actually look like scheduled plays, so um, really happy to see that. I mean, it's still quite scary to see Trevor Lawrence get hit, and again, he was hit late a couple of times this week, I believe. Um, I don't want to see, obviously, too much of that because we don't want to have an issue arise where we lose our quarterback this season, um, which is a position which Bengals were in last year, to be honest. Our run game was very good again, actually, um, this week. Um, James Robinson obviously getting a total of 18 carries and obviously scoring two touchdowns. Um, I still don't think it's as much as we probably would like to see. And I think we've always said over 22, 23 um, rushing attempts is what we'd we'd like to have. And our run defence, our run defence, another special mention to those guys again, as we only allowed Mixon a total of 67 yards on the day the biggest test obviously I think comes this week when we play the Tennessee Titans at home we've obviously got to stop Derek Henry who has a massive amount of workload for the Titans and it could be even more so if they have their wide receivers out like they did this last week let's have a quick look at what we previewed from the game so Robson did the the five tips for success on last week's game and his five tips were keeping it simple and we'll end up succeeding a lot more. We need minimal mistakes to make the attempts we get count for something. I think, obviously, we did cut down the the mistakes and a lot less penalties this time. I think we just made another couple of vital mistakes at just the wrong time. Um, number two, cut off the deep balls to the Bengals and keep the game in front of us. Use of cornerbacks and safeties will be key. Yes, we kept the game in front of us for periods of time on regards to the scoreline. However, we did still struggle with the deep balls again. Um, Joe Burrow definitely targeted Tyson Campbell quite a lot. Not putting the whole blame on Tyson Campbell because there was also multiple other plays where it was thrown into other directions. And 
they managed to get completions out of it. A total of 348 yards for Joe Burrows. It's just too much um, for a defence to be able to handle and obviously still go out and win a game. So we didn't really succeed with that one. The third one was stop Joe Burrows dictating plays, collapse the pocket, shut him down and make sure we nullify his options. To an extent, yes, again, we did do that. There was phases in the game where we stopped Joe Burrow from being able to make the plays he wanted to. The very first drive, they came out actually very strong and very quick, and I was actually quite nervous for the whole of the game. But in the rest of the first half, we kind of kept him in the pocket, and he struggled to make any plays whatsoever. But in the second half, he did go out and dictate the whole game, obviously scoring on every single drive. He knew exactly what he was doing, and it was very, very good from Joe Burrow. So again, I don't think we did that very well. Stuff the run, Mixon can be deadly, and if we can load the box and make sure we shut him down, this will force the Bengals to be predictable and throw more often. Yes, we did. I feel that we did stuff the run again, only allowing Mixon for a total of 67 yards, which I think was very, very good. And then the final point was get behind Coach Meyer's words, back up all the talk of how we're seeing improvements and how we're getting better. We need to see it on the field, give us something Jaguars. Yes, I think the respect was there. However, some things have come to light over the last few days where Urban Meyer didn't travel back with the team. He stayed out and went out for dinner with family and he was pictured, obviously, with other women out on on a night out, um, which doesn't obviously fare well for kind of the team kind of ethos. Um, obviously, not travelling back with a team doesn't look good whatsoever. Um, maybe you could be out celebrating if you've just come off the back of your first victory and you've won convincingly. But the fact that we've now lost four straight with Urban Meyer as coach and as a team, we have lost 19 straight games just doesn't sit very well. And I think he got quite a quite a stern telling off by Shad Khan over the last day or so. Um, I think he'll need to address the locker room a bit more over the, up in this week. And I think the only way he can kind of get rid of this negativity and this stigma at the moment is by going and get a win against the division rivals. That's exactly how we want to turn things around. The Jaguars are improving week in, week out. And we are competing against some of the best at the moment who are going to be playoff contenders this season, going against the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Bengals. You know we're competing very well. First game I'm going to write off, we were beaten by a very average side at best who got absolutely scored this weekend. That's the Houston Texans against the Bills. The Jaguars are improving week in, week out, and we need to find that win over the next couple of games before the bye week, ideally, as we have got a very tough stretch coming up run in the run-up to Christmas. So that does conclude where we are at with the review show today. I'd like to thank you all for listening in again. Um, hope you enjoy the format where we kind of review on the podcast and then we do a preview write-up. We'll be looking at getting out a preview write-up for the Titans game in the next couple of days. For anybody who is new to listening to this, thank you and hope you enjoyed it. If you can um, like and subscribe to the podcast, that would be great. And if you are not on any of our socials, you can have a look at us on Twitter at JaguarsGB or on Facebook. It's JagsATP is what you're looking for. And that's where you'll find all the details there. So thank you all very much for listening again today and take care. See you soon. <laughs>